0: then we come to the narrative of the birth story, and we've got these shepherds out on the field, watching their flocks by night. They were not the epitome of, you know, what you wanted to shoot for in life.
1: Yeah. And they smelled like sheep, you know? <laughs> I don't think they were. They were kind of lower caste, and I think it's important that the first ones who get the message that the Messiah has been born is the lower caste of society and that culture.
2: Welcome everyone to podcast number 122, Renew Your Mind. With us today, we have Senior Pastor Paul Gruenberg. We have our youth and family director, Jeremy Teru, we have retired pastor Barry Sweet, and myself, Dana Hall, as the moderator. Today we're gonna jump we're gonna jump into talking about, well, we're talking about characters surrounding Jesus' birth. And today we'd like to talk about the shepherds. Um To me, I, I don't know. I like the shepherds because they're just common. To me, they I, they seem like common people. And I feel like I can relate to them more easily. But I'll throw it out to all three of you. Um, how do you think the shepherds, what their importance is, you know, as being part of Jesus' birth? I don't know if I queued that up well enough, Mm -hmm. but um, yeah, kind of stumbling around, but what do you guys think?
0: Well, one of the thoughts that comes to mind is in the Old Testament, and remember the New Testament wasn't around yet, but in the Old Testament, Mm -hmm. understand shepherds were usually the youngest children and shepherds were not necessarily the the fame and fortune people of the era. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Uh, And in the Old Testament, we look at a a shepherd boy uh, who was getting kind of into things. His brothers were in a battle with the Philistines. And this young kid comes who's supposed to be looking after his father's sheep. His dad sends him with some food to give to the brothers at this standoff between the Philistines. And this big guy we know as Goliath, mm-hmm. you know, upwards of nine feet tall, big guy. Um, this little shepherd boy, maybe, maybe he was 15, maybe 16, uh, takes a slingshot and falls this, this giant where the rest of all of the army of Israel is shaken in their boots. So to speak, and he comes up with a slingshot and in the name of the Lord, you know, you can't call God this, you know, and smites him. Mm-hmm. He was a shepherd. And then he gets anointed to be the next king after Saul. So we look at shepherds being maybe the lower caste, mm-hmm. uh, the lower, not the dredges of society, but they just you know, they weren't maybe people who were going to achieve much. Mm-hmm. And yet in the Old Testament, the greatest king who is then told that he will always have a son sitting on his throne is is that very thing, a shepherd, and is honored by God and is brought, um, for lack of better words, brought up to be the king of all of Israel. And then we come to the narrative of the birth story and we've got these shepherds out on the field
1: mm-hmm. watching
0: their flocks by night. And they were not the they were not the epitome of,
1: you know, what you wanted to, I don't know, shoot for in life. Shoot for <laughs> in life. Yeah. Hey, they smelled like sheep. You know? <laughs> I don't think they were seen I mean they weren't seen negatively, but at the same time they weren't it wasn't a position to aspire for. I think that is a good way mm-hmm. to put it. And um, they were kind of lower caste. And I think it's important that the first ones who get the message that the Messiah has been born is the lower caste of society in that culture. Mm -hmm. Um, Is that the message goes to the lowly and the ones in need and not um, the ones you would think it would go to. Yeah. You know, and I think that there's a message there for us is that is that the message of grace and goodness and love and all that Jesus is bringing to the world, the Messiah is bringing, is for everybody, even the lowest Mm -hmm. of the low. Mm -hmm.
3: Um, Yeah, And I think there's a message of humility there too. God looks for humble hearts. He's he's not really into pride. Mm -hmm. He's into humility. And so I think associated with visiting the shepherds to reveal the birth of Christ, there's a... There's a big aspect of humility there. And mm-hmm. as you started the conversation off, Dana, that he got uses ordinary people, people mm-hmm. we, we mm-hmm. would view as ordinary. Mm-hmm. And he's glorified through that.
0: Mm-hmm. And think in terms of if God had revealed to Herod that um, Jesus was born and Herod was going to go down that night to oh, worship. Yeah. Um, Herod's mindset was, I got to get rid of anything anybody, anything that would uh, threaten my mm-hmm. kingship. And that goes back to what Jeremy's saying is humility doesn't is harder, you're harder to find humility in those who have obtained much mm-hmm. uh, because oftentimes if you are uh, at that upper level of society, you know, sometimes it's by your hard work. So you've got a lot of pride mm-hmm. or it was handed down to you uh like Herod it, it was hand was it handed down to him he was given the position by Caesar and I know he was was he well anyway we're getting off uh but the shepherds were not only humble i think the humble part also suggests that they were able to receive what mm-hmm. god spoke to them and they would be more willing to be obedient, you know, to search out, it says the angels came out and glory be to God in the highest and born to you this day in the little town of Bethlehem, which was just a stone's throw from where they were at Mm -hmm. is a savior. And the Jews of that day would have been continually waiting for this savior, this Messiah Mm -hmm. to come. And so, man, that would be huge. I think Think back to Y2K. For mm-hmm. years leading up to Y2K, there was this big, big thought. All of the computer systems are going to fail because they've only got uh, use a two-year digit for the for the year. And so when we turn to 2000, we're going to go from 99 to 00. And it's just going to ruin everything. Mm-hmm. I was working at Ford, and I was on a part of the task force for our system to change all of those dates over to handle a four-digit year. And so for years, uh, a couple years at least, we're working diligently to make sure all of our systems can process a four-year date uh, for the year. And so once January 1st came, uh, do you guys remember that? Mm -hmm. Oh, Uh, Everyone thought the lights were going to be off. You're not going to have heat. Uh, all of this stuff was going to happen. Yeah, end of the world. Right. And mm-hmm. so the buildup was great. And, well, think in terms of the Messiah, the coming Savior of your people. And then you're told it's here. The anticipation, oh, we got to go find this, this Savior. Well,
1: there was also that period between Old Testament and New Testament where God was basically silent for 400 years. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that, I mean, mm. there's that dynamic in there as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's such a long period of time. I mean, it's
1: generation after generation yeah. after generation, where God hasn't spoken in a new way, and there's still the promise of the Messiah. And so I'm, and then the Roman situation, you know, in in play, and and I think the shepherds is one of the surprises of the story, because mm-hmm. when you want to make a big hullabaloo about um, some major event, you don't go to shepherds. You go to the Herods. You go mm-hmm. to the news media. You go to the Facebooks, and there weren't enough time, obviously. But you know who would you go to at that time to get the word out? You don't go to shepherds. Mm-hmm. But as it turns out, the shepherds were the ones to first tell the story. They were the first evangelists. They were mm-hmm. the first ones after they went and saw Jesus and <coughs> found him, that they began to tell the good news. Go tell it on the mountain. Mm-hmm. And so, one God knows what He's doing, um, and and two, God always is throwing curves in, and and doing things differently than we expect. Mm-hmm. Um, coming here as the baby Himself is one of the surprises of the story. There's all kinds of surprises in the in the story. Yeah, and the shepherds is one of
2: them. I I it's hard to imagine how scared. They would have been at first when they heard the angel. I mean, I can't even, and it's this, hard it, to conceptualize it, was it. An
1: angel, but then the multitude,
2: aliens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah.
1: But the fact, as you alluded to earlier, Paul, is that they responded, well, let's go see.
2: Mm-hmm. Let's
1: go do this. Let's go worship. And they had open hearts and minds because of their humility and in, in their place. They weren't going to get tied up in the negative side, but they're Mm going to look at, wow, let's go do this and enjoy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that was
3: a response of faith on their behalf. And, um, you know, they wanted to, they wanted to go see, they wanted to go worship. They didn't feel any type of competition where Herod, the Mm -hmm. first thing he heard about was, what do you mean another king? Yeah. You know, I'm the king. Right. The shepherds say, let's go see. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, What Mm -hmm. the Lord's doing.
1: So isn't that a great? Let's go see. And the, that well, needs to contrast. be where we need to be. Also, is let's go see. Yes. Yeah, there's always
0: going to be a contrast to how we respond. Um, there will be people who will be anticipating and willing to go, and then there will be those who will be um, like the Herod. The response will be totally different. Mm-hmm. I don't want anything to do with it. You know, and Herod's response, of course, was to kill it. all babies. All baby. Boy. Two years and younger boys, for uh, that period of time, when the Magi came, and that's interesting in itself. Well, we're getting off. Uh, so the shepherds, yeah, yeah, the shepherds' response was was wonderful.
2: How many shepherds do you think there? Were? I mean, does does Scripture tell us how many shepherds? Mm. I don't think so. Oh, there
3: were
1: six. Yeah.
2: <laughs> More
3: than one.
2: It's plural. That's it's all we plural,
3: know. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all we know is we don't know how many.
2: I mean, when do you know uh when you have shepherds are looking over flocks? Is it one I mean, is there sometimes a it could be just one I would, lots of them or yeah. I was just curious. I, I think
1: one of the things I've read about shepherds is sometimes they would um gather at night for protection against oh, animals, yeah. predators predators. Yeah. And so that they would, and, and the sheep would know the voice of their shepherd. Of their shepherd. So uh-huh. they would call them out of the pen, mm-hmm. and even though there'd be different flocks. Um, and, and so it's possible that you could have one shepherd of this flock and this flock and this flock, but they were sure. together for that night.
2: Okay. Well, I think anything else we want to say about shepherds? If not, I'll wrap it up
0: on that note. Yeah, they they... I, th- I think it's important to understand that in their joy, they went and shared mm-hmm. with others as they walked back to the the fields where the flocks were in their joy. and that's such a uh, difference today. Uh, in our joy, we kind of hide it away, and we don't tell anyone. Uh, but our joy, you know, should dictate that we share that with others Mm -hmm. Um, when we find Christ.
1: I think that's the application piece for us Mm -hmm. is that we need to do what the shepherds did. One, go and see, but two, then go and tell.
3: Mm -hmm. Yes.
0: So we shouldn't fear telling. We shouldn't fear sharing on our Facebook page that we've got this Advent devotional uh, and just to share it with your wall or put it on your wall or Mm -hmm. share it with everyone who's in your address book. And say, you know, especially if it spoke to you, say, you know, something as simple as this really spoke to me this morning. And then just share it with others and and let it go out there. Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. We don't know how God is going to use it. Do what the
1: Spirit's going to do with it.
0: Right. So.
2: Yeah, I like that. Go and see and go and tell with joy.
0: mm -hmm. Mm hmm.
2: Okay. All right. There's your challenge for the day and the week. Um, So thank you everyone for joining us. We come to you from the First United Methodist Church located on 215 South Center Street of Gaylord, Michigan. And um, we will be having two Christmas Eve services on uh, December 24th, one at 4 p.m., which will be a contemporary. And then at 6 p.m., we'll have a traditional service. On Christmas Day, we will have one service at 10 a.m. And on New Year's Day, we will have one service at 10 a.m. as well. So we're really excited. We hope you join us in person. If you can't, you can uh, also find us on Facebook and YouTube. Um, So thank you. If you have any questions, call 989-732-5380 or Google us uh, and our website will have all this information as well. Thanks everyone for joining us today.